Have you ever looked after someone? Perhaps a close family member who was a patient who needed your care, who, you know, despite your best efforts, uh, sort of got in the way of you helping them until eventually you reached the point of asking or at least thinking, do you want to get well? My experience of this, unfortunately, was not as the carer, but rather as the patient. Last week, I mentioned how I sort of got into honors by the skin of my teeth because I had prioritized my sport over my studies. And so in honors, I decided I would change direction a little bit. And I stopped all my coaching and my rowing. I played a little bit of football just to maintain some sanity. But I really got, I put my head down and I studied. But I reached the mid-year exams and I was still borderline as to whether I was going to pass. Despite not missing a class, working hard, studying hard, I was really battling. So I thought a good refresh in the mid-year holidays and I'll be good to go for my final semester as a university student. So I was, as you would expect in the mid-year holidays, I was playing sport. I was, um, it was a Friday night and I was playing football. I was a goalkeeper and we were playing against our biggest rivals. And we were one nil down going into the final minute of injury time. And so in the desperation not to lose to our biggest rivals, I decided I'll go throw myself in the opposition box and just see what happens. And I actually managed to come in unmarked at the back post, get my head on the ball and scored the equalizing goal. Which is quite unreal as a goalkeeper. But being a goalkeeper, I was not accustomed to being in the opposition box. And so I managed to sort of clatter into the opposition and get knocked over. And when I landed on my back, I realized that the searing pain in my right leg was because my foot was facing in the wrong direction. And I had managed to break my leg while scoring the goal. And so I was taken off to hospital where I had surgery the next day and a plate was inserted above my ankle. And so began the process of recovery. I was told to rest and not put any pressure on my leg for the next six weeks, where after rehab would begin. Now, I was not a very patient patient, and I didn't like the fact that I couldn't really look after myself. I was on crutches in a cast, so I couldn't even, I couldn't cook for myself or even carry a cup of tea. I couldn't drive. I couldn't play sport. And so, um, and my rehab, it was tough and it was long. And there were many trips to the physio and back to the surgeon for checkups. And during this time, my mom was, as always, very good to me, very patient with me, caring for me, ensuring that I had everything I needed. But at times I was impatient with the process. I started feeling very sorry for myself and not wanting to be off my foot and doing all this rehab. And eventually getting impatient with her patient and his constant complaining, my mom said to me, do you want to get well? You see, excuse me, I had lost sight of how far I had come and where I was going and why I was doing what I was doing. I'd forgotten that the surgery was for my healing, that the rest was for my recovery, and that the rehab was to restore my strength. I didn't see uh, how I had everything available to me to set me up to succeed. The surgery did succeed 
to reset my leg. The rest did aid my recovery and the rehab did restore my strength. That happened eight years ago and I've never had any problems running on my legs since, praise the Lord. And not only did the resetting, the rest and the rehab get me back running and onto the field again, but the season of sitting on my backside, not playing any sport because of my broken leg, forced me to study. And that is, I am convinced, how I passed honors and became a CA. So sometimes, even what appears like an injury can be your setup for success. You see, sometimes we may appear to be injured, but what we don't see is how God can even turn that into a story of his miraculous hand in and over our lives. Sometimes we're so anxious to do everything in our own strength and in our own time that we don't realize that when we rest in him, we recover that which is lost. Sometimes we're impatient in the process of strengthening ourselves, not realizing that God is equipping us to be able to run again on the field he has marked out for us. Sometimes we lose heart on account of an injury or on account of waiting for the fulfillment of a promise or on account of a season of testing and strengthening. When we are tempted to throw our hands in the air in frustration like I did, God is asking us, like my mom asked me, do you want to get well? This is not an uncompassionate or unempathetic question. It is God loving us enough not to allow us to remain in our state of injury, disabled and crippled by our circumstances. It is God, God's love that moves him to reset our story. God has made available to us our healing, a reset of that which is broken, our restoration, a rest in him, and our strengthening, a rehabilitation into his image in order to set us up to run successfully onto the field that he has marked out for us. He is offering us an invitation to allow him to reset the way we see our lives in order to set us up for a future that he has in store for us. In any area of our lives, we could be staring at our opportunity, our blessing, our breakthrough, our healing. And instead of stepping into it and giving thanks for it, we might end up complaining about the fact that we are in need of redemption in the first place. I was complaining about my injury, complaining about not being able to do everything myself, complaining about not being able to play sport. I was complaining about everything. What I didn't see was that in the reset and in the rest and in the rehab, I was being well-equipped to run again. And not only that, but I found that my injury was the instrument used to set me up to succeed in my honors. And in the process, my injury taught me some characteristics to complement my competence, some characteristics of discipline and perseverance. I'm grateful for my mom encouraging me with the question of, do you want to get well? There's an interesting story in the Gospel of John uh, when Jesus encounters a disabled man at the pool of Bethesda. We pick it up in John chapter 5. Now, there is in Jerusalem a pool which is called Bethesda. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed, and they waited for the moving of the waters. From time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. 
When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the sick man replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. In the disillusionment of a disability, without anyone willing to help him get into the possibility of his healing, he had resigned himself to begging on the side, watching others walk into his hope. It is in the face of hardship and adversity, in the face of injury and injustice, that Jesus does not simply step aside and walk away. Jesus inclines himself towards the situation. He finds out more about the person in the situation of suffering and offers an empathetic invitation. Jesus does not force himself on the man, nor does he dismiss the man because of his condition. He asks him an empathetic invitation. Do you want to get well? How many of us have long since developed a list of reasons of why we can't do something or why we can't do this or we can't do that? How many of us have say, say, well, we've tried and it just didn't work out or someone got there before me or I didn't have anybody rooting for me or backing me up. But Jesus invites us to reset the way that we see our stories. There is, available, there is a blessing available to us now, set up by your story thus far, which may have looked like it could have crippled or disabled you, but it is in fact the doorstep to your destiny. And stepping into it is what leads you to your future. There, oh, thank you. Thank you for the claps. It gives me a chance to drink some tea. There is an opportunity and a necessity to grieve appropriately when an injury or trauma is experienced. And we ought to show compassion and patience for others when they are have been crippled or disabled by something in their lives. But like Jesus, we should love people enough not to leave them or ourselves in those situations. We may feel overwhelmed by our situation or our surroundings, stuck in an all-too-familiar rut that seems to last a lifetime, aware of an opportunity that may be our healing, but us seemingly unable to take it. God has placed in front of us our, our, our opportunity to reset our story and set us up for a new future. We need to be willing to stop giving reasons as to why it, we can't walk into our blessing and stop blaming people around us and instead accept Christ's invitation to pick up our mats and walk. So it's an invitation. Do you want to get well? Today, I'd like us to look at four applications for us to respond to Jesus's invitation. Firstly, there is a need for a reset. When I broke my leg, we didn't have uh, that great first aid at our football club. In fact, we had no first aid at our football club. So my coach, with the best of intentions, came onto the field and he yanked my boot off. Now, the break was just above the ankle and your foot feels like it's just wobbling free. So when he yanked uh, the, the boot, it was quite painful. Thankfully, I was wearing my goalkeeper gloves so I could bite into them and shout praises to the Lord. <clears throat> 
After getting to the hospital and having the x-ray, I was told that I would have to overnight and have surgery the next morning to reset my leg. There was going to be a plate inserted at the point of the break to reconnect the broken bone to ensure that it grew back properly. And I was fascinated to learn that the surgeon expected the leg to be stronger afterwards. We all, regardless of what area of our lives, experience some form of break or dislocation or trauma that leaves us feeling vulnerable, injured, and disabled. We're unable to put any pressure on that area because of the pain and the discomfort. And soon we realize that an injury in one area begins to affect all areas. I was unable to walk, meaning I needed crutches. Crutches meant my hands were occupied, so I couldn't cook for myself or carry a cup of tea. My leg was in a cast, so I couldn't drive. I needed to rely on somebody else to get me to and from varsity. I thought it was just a broken leg, but really, I became unable to care for myself. And we may think that an injury in whatever area of our lives, be it emotional or financial or relational, is just one area, so it doesn't need that much attention. But without giving it the attention it requires, it'll soon leave the rest of our lives crippled by it. Thankfully, there was a reset. The surgery, though leaving me in some pain and discomfort for a little while, was what was necessary in order to set me up to succeed again. Whatever area in your life that you may have experienced an injury or a break or a trauma, there is an invitation to a surgery, a reset of your soul. That invitation is in the person of Jesus Christ. Like Naomi, we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, the cross of Christ applied to the bitter, broken waters of our heart turns it into something sweet and whole. Like the crippled man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus invites us to reset our story, turning our injury into our opportunity. There is great importance to understanding our identity in Christ, that he has reset our story so that we are no longer injured, but made whole. And like my leg, stronger than we were before. We've been speaking a lot about Joshua recently, and Joshua did something interesting before he led the children of Israel into their promised inheritance. Joshua reminded Israel of their story thus far, of their identity, where they had come from. Before going into their promised inheritance, Joshua asked them, do you want your inheritance? Do you want to get well? He reminded them of their identity. Joshua circumcised the men, a physical representation of their identity as children of God, a surgery of sorts to remind them of God's work in their lives. There was a surgery required to reset their story in order to strengthen them for what was to come. And while Joshua took the people of Israel through a physical surgery to reset their story, Jesus takes us through a spiritual surgery to reset our story. Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 says, The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants, so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. There is a surgery that comes from heaven, that is to reset that which is broken and make it stronger than it was before. It is to give us new hearts, hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone, hearts able to love and follow the Lord. The invitation to this surgery is available to us all. The question is, do you want to get well? Allow Jesus to reset that which is broken. Secondly, there is a need for rest. 
following my surgery, there was a period of six weeks that the surgeon told me my only responsibility was to rest and not put any pressure on my leg. He said, he said that I needed to trust the surgery and allow the healing to take place. Matthew 11 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I, Jesus, will give you rest. The surgery I had still hurt for a period of time. I remember two days, or the day after the surgery, I'd come home. It was a Sunday in the middle of June, and I was watching the men's Wimbledon final, more sport. And the painkillers I got in hospital had obviously worn off without me knowing. And I got up from the couch too quickly, only to realize this pain that came that was so overwhelming. It hurt and it made me feel faint. You see, the resetting Jesus gives us may still hurt for a little while. But just as I had to remind myself that the surgery was to set me up for success, so too we need to remind ourselves that the surgery Christ performs in us, though it may hurt for a little while, is designed to set us up for success. I felt like that pain was going to keep me on the couch, like I simply wouldn't be able to move. But when we feel overcome by our situations, weary and burdened by it, Jesus invites us to come to him and he offers us rest. Even in the case of Joshua, there was a need to rest while they healed from their surgery. Joshua 5 verse 8 says, after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. What I couldn't see while I rested from my surgery was the healing happening on the inside. What we don't see as we heal from the surgery that Christ performs on us is the healing happening on the inside of our souls. And when we rest and allow Jesus to work on our behalf, we allow ourselves the opportunity to freely run in different areas, freely getting to work. So the resting I was forced to do by not being allowed to play sport allowed me to focus on my studies. And I wonder, perhaps our inability to rest in Christ is robbing us of an opportunity to work in other areas of our lives. We may be inclined to act quickly after an injury, to fight the sense of injustice that has been inflicted on us, to gain retribution or to get back on our feet in our own strength and our own time. But Jesus invites us to rest in him. He is the one working within us when we can't see it. And he is the one who will have us on our feet when we are ready to go again. I didn't want to have to wait all that time before I was able to run again. But boy, am I glad that I listened to the physio and the surgeon's advice. I've watched too many sportsmen and sportswomen come back from injury too soon, only to make it worse than it was to begin with. Jesus is inviting us to rest in him and stop trying to make everything happen in our own strength and our own time, often making things worse. He's asking us a question. Do you want to get well? Rest in him. Thirdly, there is a need for rehab. While there was this, excuse me. While there was a, a need for me to rest and allow the healing to take place after my broken leg, there came a time when the surgeon had done his work and the responsibility for the rest of my recovery was shifted into my hands. While I loved those trips to Esvia, my physio, they were tough. And 
Sometimes I felt like he expected a little bit too much from me, particularly the work that he expected me to do at home when no one else was watching. But I had my eyes set on the prize and I had the hope of a future of being back running on the field again. And so I diligently did the work. And I'm so grateful that I put in the effort to do the rehab, to do the work necessary to strengthen myself so that I could run again. I'm reminded of a famous passage of scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We love to quote this passage, but we often lose its context. This was written to a people in exile, seemingly overwhelmed by their situation and circumstances. They were crippled by the weight of the feeling that God had forsaken them, like their inheritance was removed from them and their future was dashed. And yet in this context, God reminds them that what they've been through thus far and what they're going through now is not to disable them, but to develop them. God invites them in the context of their exile, in their injury, to reset their story, to rest in the future he has for them and to respond to his invitation of the plans he has for them. God invites them to be proactive about his future plans. He says, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have children, give your children in marriage. In the midst of exile, in the midst of injury, God reiterates the blessing from the Garden of Eden, be fruitful and multiply. And he invites them to put in the rehab work required in order to strengthen themselves to run again in the inheritance that he has in store for them. Jesus resets that which is broken in our lives and he invites us to rest in him while he does the healing. But there comes a time when the responsibility for our strengthening, for our recovery, shifts from him to us. And Jesus invites us to do the rehab work necessary to strengthen ourselves in order to run the race of faith he has marked out for us. The invitation to his plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope, is freely available. The question is, do you want to get well? Do the rehab work. And finally, there is a need to run again. The surgery to reset my leg, the rest to allow to heal, and the rehab to strengthen it were all with the end goal of getting me back running again. I'll never forget that first run, exactly 12 weeks after breaking my leg, which I thought was a remarkably quick recovery. Before, before breaking my leg, I was running 10 kilometers comfortably in under four minutes a K. But now for this first run, I was told I was only allowed to do three Ks. So off I went and I ran within myself. I thought I could go further, I could go faster, but I'll, I'll just stick to what the physio told me to do. And I, I got back home in one piece and I thought, yo, I feel strong, I feel good again. It's good to be running. I, I could have gone further. But by the time I got back to the shower, I could barely walk. My legs were wobbling so much. I literally had to sit down in the shower. But I was so delighted that I was running again. And sometimes, like me, when we get back after an injury, we'll feel a little bit shaky. Perhaps we'll feel brave in the moment, only for the weight of what has just happened to hit us a little bit later when we're all alone. Or perhaps, like me, when I got back on the football field, We'll be a bit cautious, perhaps a bit scared of getting hurt again. I know it took me a good six months of football before I was confident to go into a challenge, worried 
tensing up that I might get injured again. And maybe you're experiencing something similar. Every time you want to get back on the field, you find yourself subconsciously tensing up. My encouragement to you is to keep going. Jesus said to the disabled man at the pool of Bethesda, get up, pick up your mat and walk. The surgery to reset your story puts all that is broken back together. And the rest in Jesus brings healing to every situation. And the rehab work strengthens you to get back onto the field. And the invitation to us is to run once again. Scripture commends us to run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, and to run in such a way as to get the prize. The question is, do you want to get well? Run in such a way to get the prize. Jesus' invitation of, do you want to get well, comes from a compassionate, empathetic Heavenly Father who loves His children and desires for them to experience healing and wholeness in every area of our lives. Our response should be to surrender every area, no matter how painful it may be, because in the resetting of the surgery, we are actually made stronger. Our response should be to surrender our burdens to him, for he gives us rest, and in his rest, we find our healing. Our response should be to partner with him in doing the rehab he asks of us, particularly that which he asks of us to do at home when no one is watching, like my physio. For in the rehab, our strength is restored. And our response should be to get back onto the field of life God has installed for us, to run the race of faith marked out for us and to run in such a way as to win the prize. God has given us everything we need to set us up for success. And he is inviting us to boldly trust him as we step into the future inheritance he has for us. We don't want to be crippled for 38 years staring at our healing from ever, from heaven, never bold enough or courageous enough to step into everything God has in store for us. Today, may we have the boldness to say yes to Jesus asking, do you want to get well? May we allow Jesus to perform the surgery in our hearts necessary to reset our story in order that we may walk in the confidence of what it means to be children of God. May we turn to Jesus to rest in him as we heal, knowing that even when we can't see it or even when we can't feel it, he is working. May we have the courage to do today the rehab that is needed to strengthen us for the story that lies ahead. And may we have the courage to run unhindered in the freedom to which Christ has called us, allowing Jesus to establish for us the future he has in mind for us. May we answer Christ's question of, do you want to get well with a resounding, yes, Lord. I want to invite you to stand with me as we close in prayer. Thank you so much for bearing with my voice. I pray that it has uh, still been a blessing to you. There will be personal prayer available up front after the service, communion on either side, and coffee uh, for all those guests complimentary coffee in, in the welcome lounge at entrance three or coffee in warehouse one after the service. But let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you that because of your great love for us, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, into the world to undergo a surgery that would be to us a resetting of our story. Jesus, we thank you that in you, there is a compassionate and empathetic invitation 
to get well. Jesus, thank you that in you we have our healing, the resetting of our story and the rest for our souls. Jesus, thank you for sending us your spirit as our helper so that as we do the rehab you require of us, you restore our strength in order to run again. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us the boldness to run the race of faith marked out for us. Help us, we pray, to run it in such a way as to win the prize. And we thank you for this in Jesus' wonderful, perfect and precious name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening for church. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you.